Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin AC, Padres beat writer, Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune. Padres, uh, things are just looking up, Jay. Wow, what a weekend. Now the Padres, after a day off, had the Labor Day off, uh, like the rest of us, and uh, play two uh, games. Some what of happened? Us. Some of us. Oh, I'm sorry, Jay. I'm, I apologize. Some of us. I'm glad you enjoyed your day off, though, Kevin. You just, you definitely deserve it. More, uh, than anyone, more than anyone I know, and that is not my and, usual sarcasm. And the, so uh, I really the, do hope it was a great day. I'm sorry that you had to had to work, uh, and I'm sorry for anybody that had to work because it was glorious. Uh, Padres <laughs> against uh, the Angels the next two nights. So, Jay, there's a lot to. All sort of a lot to unpack here, but not really. Uh, the Angels are the last non-contending team that the Padres play for the rest of the season. I have no idea what that means since the Padres seem to play better against contending teams. Uh, yeah. And they do seem to be playing better now. No idea what that means because they've been unable to sustain anything all season for the most part. And tonight they go, they take... Their new ace, Blake Snell, who had a 172 ERA and six starts over uh, in August against a kid named Packing Naughton, who has been in the majors like four games, but one of those, he held the Padres to two unearned runs for four and a third innings. So there's a lot to unpack. Of course he did. Yeah. Um, was it Packy Gilbert who pitched the no-hitter? Or <laughs> I, I don't know. It, all these guys run together. But um, – yeah, I you you made all the sense of it in the world that it all matters and it all doesn't and there's there's just no way to know. I I, I just uh, tweeted a short time ago the Padres just got through with a week uh, two weeks ago where they played the Dodgers for three, the Angels for two uh, in that order. This week it's the other way around. The Padres won one of those five games last time. That was against the Angels when Joe Musgrove. Uh, who will not pitch in this series, uh, pitched a shutout in Anaheim. They got swept by the Dodgers. Uh, this time it's a turnaround, two games here at Petco, uh, early start at 5 o'clock tomorrow, and then uh, another off day on Thursday before a I, – I, I guess you could probably call it a it's, – it's, gruel, it's a grueling 10-game ga- trip coming up in mm-hmm. the sense not so much of the travel because obviously – you know, it's a bus ride to L.A., it's a quick flight to San Francisco, and then a, a shot over to St. Louis. But it's 10 games, no days off, playing really good teams, well, two really good teams, and one, I don't know if they're good or not. It's hard to tell from day to day, kind of like the Padres you uh, in, in, that, uh, in that sense. Right now, the Cardinals are two and a half behind the Padres, but only one in the all-important loss column. So, you know... <laughs> Again, like we talked about before, boy, these are two big games that the Padres need to play really well in. And will they? I don't know. They've got Snell pitching uh, tonight. He's he's actually been really good at home all year, with the exception of the of the one start against Oakland. And he's also been really good lately everywhere. And then you Darvish pitching tomorrow, who was very good early in the year and has been not very good recently. So I've given up trying to predict anything that's you know that's going to happen. The Padres had a huge win. Two big wins over the Astros, obviously, uh, Sunday, the dramatics of, of Jake Cronenworth hitting a walk-off home run. It's always fun to witness those uh, those scenes. I love how Jake said afterward that the biggest thing he was worried about was his batting gloves uh, yep. and, not, uh, and, and not getting those damaged by his excited teammates. But anyway, you know, we're down to, what, 25 games left? The Padres have a one-game lead 
in the wild card. It's actually, and I, I did misread something on there. Padres have three games on the Cardinals uh, in the loss column. They're two up on the Reds and Phillies in the loss column, three up on the on the Cardinals. I was I was looking at something uh, different. So they're three and a half total on the uh, on the Cardinals. Hey, it's a lot better than most September's around here, right? Got something to play for, something to watch. I mean, I, this is this is why we do this, why we're fans, why we write about it, and and why people watch. If if you're not enjoying this, uh, or at least uh, maybe nervously enjoying this, but this Fair. is this is supposed to be fun, right? It's it's a chance to get into the postseason. So let's see what happens. It is. I, I outside of so so throughout last year. Um, I mean, it was fun. It was exciting. The Padres did well. They probably you know uh, it was a part of their building process, but it was not a full season. So take your your uh, fifty two previous or fifty one previous full seasons, or I guess you throw out ninety four because you know it didn't happen. Um, <laughs> September didn't happen. But anyway, a, a long time, five decades, and I think. So outside of that, this would be like the sixth or seventh time where you're sitting there in September going, all right, what's going to happen with the Padres? We, uh, right. This is exciting. Right. Where The bottom line is the Padres have reached a point where in a 162-game season, it's very easy to dismiss your losses to your packing Nottons. Because if they happen in April, they happen in June, whatever. Because that's why you play 162. That's baseball. Well, the Padres yeah. have – reached a point where they haven't given themselves the margin of error to lose to the packing Nottons. You, you need to beat the angels when you play them in September, when you have squandered what was once a six and a half game wildcard lead, then was four and a half for a while still seemed pretty comfortable. Oh, the Padres are going to get going. No problem. <laughs> they did not And, and here right. they are with a one game lead with, and maybe it'll matter uh, at some point. The other teams that are chasing them not having the difficult schedule and the Padres having the difficult schedule. I, I'm kind of getting tired of that talk because the Padres have, you know, thrown that out all year. But you you can't really throw that out because the Dodgers and the Giants, man, they are battling down to the end. And they exactly. don't want to be in the wild card. See, the Padres are just going to be grateful to be in the wild right. card. Neither one of those teams wants to be in the wild card. Not only do the Padres play the uh, Giants and, or the Dodgers and the Giants, on this trip they host the Giants for three games in their final homestand and then their last trip is Dodgers Giants so right. Padre, Padres Giants so yeah I mean there it's still I mean we'll talk about this more next week but there are what 10 games left against the Giants yes. um, right now and the Giants you know we we joke about it because we talked all year about oh we you know the Giants aren't they're not for real they're 88 and 50 <laughs> you know, so I guess we could say they're they're for real. There's still a game up on the uh, on the Dodgers, and and you know while you were talking about what's ahead or what the Padres facing this week with the Angels, you know what's what's ahead is a weekend in L.A. against a team that just swept the Padres, and I haven't totally looked up the pitching, but I believe Walker Bueller pitched on Sunday in San Francisco, and or maybe yeah, and he then had Max and he had trouble, but but Max and Max Scherzer pitched last night in St. Louis. So I don't know if the Dodgers where they are in terms of if guys are going to take off days or anything like that. But regardless, they're going to see Bueller and Scherzer for sure this weekend in L.A. Um, I, I don't know who the other starter would be. I haven't looked at their rotation closely. We'll do that before the weekend uh, comes around. But you know, like I said, 
you're facing Packy Naughton tonight, and I can't remember who's even pitching tomorrow uh, for the Angels or if they've even announced it yet. They have not. I don't think they have. But then you've got, like I said, Bueller and Scherzer, and I don't know, maybe Arias is pitching this weekend or whoever might be around. But whoever it is, it's going to be it's going to be better than they're facing this week. So, uh, and the Padres have, you know, like I said, we're throwing they're throwing their best person tonight best person lately musgrove will pitch on um friday night i would assume we'd see it paddock. seems yeah you would think you'd see paddock on on or maybe arietta gets another start saturday and paddock sunday so i you know my understanding is that the, at least the way that they drew it out uh and, and amazingly, it, it was exactly – remember the, when I did the newsletter and I gave a couple options and, and yeah. I said, well, this is what it looks like it's going to be now. That's what it – that's what they drew out. One of their options, and that's exactly what they do, by the way. They make lists, and the list they decided on was to start Jake Arrieta on Friday against the Astros and then Tuesday in San Francisco. So Darvish going the first game in um, – in San Francisco, so that would leave you with uh, Musgrove, Snell Panic, Sunday. Snell on Sunday. Okay, when it could because okay. of Thursday's off day and all these off days that are happening now, uh, it allows them to just redo their rotation and uh, bring Musgrove back and then go Paddock Snell. So that's right. what it looks like right, right now. Okay, so you'd have Darvish, Arietta, and then you'd come back around with um, Musgrove and Paddock again in San Francisco. So. Um, We'll, so here's we'll see that that all, but I was going to say that also means Paddock doesn't have to face St. Louis, which probably is based on what I remember about a certain game last year might be a good thing. This hot lava Padres podcast segment is brought to you by Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, located in Escondido and serving the San Diego community for over sixty years. Who has the best deals in the auto game? It's got to be Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, the auto all-stars. Right now, lease a new 2021 Ram 1500 Warlock Edition, Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo, or Jeep Renegade Latitude for only $198 a month or 0% APR and no payments for 90 days. Head to Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Escondido, San Diego, where we make shopping easy. Find these deals during the Make This the Summer event today. I mean that's all stuff to you know to get to, but these are these are big games this week because they're all big games, and it's it's a cliche, but this time it's it's true. These are these are big games. There are there are no throwaway games left, and every game you lose from now on just adds to the pressure to win. You know to win the next game, to win more games, because what they're getting at now is they have to win games. They're, all the other stuff can be taken care of. They just have to keep piling up wins. And that's what you just said about the team that I watched over the weekend is a team that is, I'm like, oh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll handle whoever the Angels throw at them. Heck, that team that I watched and the team that I watched for much of April, May, uh, the last half of June, parts of July, man, I go against Scherzer. Fine. Sure. No, uh, you know, they at least have a shot, right? That's the team I watched. I have no idea what team I'll be watching tonight, tomorrow, or over the weekend. But, um, you know, you mentioned every game then brings more pressure to win the next game. 
And there is an acknowledgement, not by players so much, just a couple, but most of them, oh, no, we're not pressing because, you know, players can't admit anything like that. But right, everyone right. else around the team has acknowledged that they basically ground the uh, the handle of the bat into, you know, sawdust. <laughs> and, and and so, you know, they, uh, they do real well here to have a little fun against the Angels. And as we know, winning comes uh, with fun and it comes before fun. And so, uh, you know, maybe even give themselves a little bit of a cushion so that this upcoming trip could be five and five or something. Uh, obviously, the Reds are in no hurry to. Uh, <laughs> to <laughs> right. <laughs> and if you look, I'm, I'm just looking at the schedule here. I mean, the Phillies are in Milwaukee right now, uh, which is not easy for for anybody. And the and the Cardinals have four games. There is no off day for the Dodgers uh, between these hmm. series. So I would expect Bueller, Scherzer, and I think they have a t- TBD tonight. But um, that's four games the Cardinals have to play against the Dodgers. So that's, you know, I, I know it's not easy for anybody here to root for the Dodgers, but it's a good idea to root for the Dodgers over the next three days uh, while uh, while they play the Cardinals. Evidently, as you pointed out to me, Jay, there must have been a lot of people at Petco Park uh, this weekend that were – rooting for the Dodgers in the 2017 World Series because they were really mad at the Astros. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was uh, – I, I, we joked about it, but I thought it was interesting the, the the vehemence in the – if that's even a word, but how vehement the reaction was toward the Astros over the weekend And because I was thinking, you know, the Astros, they yeah, they cheated in that World Series, but by doing so, it probably helped them beat the Dodgers, and I – I wouldn't think most people here would have wanted to see the other result, but I, you know, I guess it's easy to it's easy to be mad at both of those teams. It's um, uh, it's and, it, for, and different, booing, for different re- for different reasons. The booings become a thing, and and look, I'm look, I'm I'm very sad at what happened in the 2017 World yeah. Series. I think the sanctity of baseball uh, of any sport, actually, but uh, you know, baseball in particular, it really bums me out that that the Astros did that, and they got to live with that. But wow. Uh, that right. was I had heard about it. I had heard it on TV. I had only watched the Astros play in Houston since uh-huh. then. So so obviously in Houston, you know, if your team does something wrong, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so that was the first time I had heard in person. I can only imagine where it's been uh, at some other places uh, like Dodger Stadium well, <laughs> right. when they played right. there. But uh, that was that was really something. Uh, so, yeah. Look, there it is. The uh, the, the magical Padres, the, these ones, the, they're riding the wave. Uh, they don't want to ride the wave, but they're riding the wave. And it's it's uh, up and down on them. And we'll see here. 25, would you say there's 25, 24, 25 games? Uh, 25. All right. Yeah. Well, great. Counting, uh, the, counting the game that is not, you know, that's, that's two and a half innings to go. Inning, innings to go. But, you know, that's still nine outs. Though. I mean, the Padres, what do they have? A one run lead, I think, in that game. Yeah. And uh, still nine outs to get. So that, that game is, is uh, you know, you would favor the Padres in that game, but it's certainly not a lock to just say that they have that game in hand or anything uh, anything like that. So what, um, what did you see out of the offense over the weekend? Um, Sunday's game seemed like, I mean, Saturday they added on at the, at the end with the three two-run homers, uh, you know, which was obviously good for them to see Sunday looked like kind of the same game we've seen so many times this year where they, they did a great job in the first inning. Um, You know, the uh, Hosmer who had a bad defensive play in the top of the first came through with a huge hit in the bottom of the first 
They had a three. They had three runs in the first, and then it was like, okay, we're done. Um, and you know, they went basically the rest of the game without, uh, you know, without being able to add on. They hit into a couple double plays, uh, and then all of a sudden, Cronenworth hits the home run in the ninth. But it just just had that feel of a game where they're never going to score again, are they? It was about the sixth inning, and obviously it was easy for me to you know, have thought it because I've seen it so many times. Uh, didn't mean it was going to happen, but it did. Uh, I said, this just, you know, Paddock's pitching really well, uh, but these guys aren't scoring. This has the feel of one of those games where they're going to be pl- behind or, or tied at the end, and they were, and that does not make me Nostradamus. It makes me a guy who's covered all these games. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so what did I see? I, I saw – some really good innings where the Padres do what they do. Uh, And that is, I don't care what they say. And yes, Manny Machado's all good, most good hitters have a excellent batting average on the first pitch, because if they see a pitch, they're going to hit it and they're going to do good. Well, Manny lately, he's still better. Everyone on this team is better when they see more pitches, except Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier is better when he swings at the first or second pitch. Um, But anyway, so that's what you see, but then you do, you see these uh, long cold stretches. They're hitting the ball on the ground more, which means they're hitting into double plays. Um, They're, they're rally killers. Uh, They're, they're better than uh, they're better than this. And, and, and at times Trent Grisham is heated up. If Cronenworth can get hot, if Manny Machado's on a nine game hitting streak can stay hot. If Will Myers and and Eric Hosmer can just simply keep from going in slumps. I do like the Padres uh, chances of making it uh, to to the wild card game. Uh, The bullpen. You just mentioned, I think six offensive players and you didn't mention the best guy on the team. So that's a sign of how many, of how deep this lineup, this lineup can be when it's when it gets going but as you said it has not been that lineup for a good chunk of the year yeah you mentioned the uh the two and a half innings to go against atlanta and that made me think of the bullpen so that's Mm -hmm. basically like you're in the seventh inning because it's a seven inning game and their record and i forgot i've lost track now but it is something like 70 and three uh when they're leading after six innings okay Mm -hmm. well two of those losses are recently so you know and 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 so it just and uh there i think there have been some other escapes too where like um uh where Cronenworth maybe hit the tying run and then they came back and well, there have been some escapes where the bullpen hasn't been great, but they scored some runs. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure about this bullpen right now. Uh, I don't care what they say. They've thrown a lot of innings and they threw a lot of innings in August. Now relievers and especially experienced relievers have a way of, you know, working out of these, whatever it is, dead arm periods or whatever. And Craig Stammen, I think, is on an 11 inning uh, streak of, of no runs. Uh, unless he gives up a home run, Emilio Pagan has been brilliant. Now, if you've been <laughs> watching, you know exactly the uh, backhanded compliment I just gave him. Uh, right. Daniel Daniel Hudson, I don't have any idea, man. Uh, so you know, there's a well, lot Melanson, of. Sh- I was going to say, Melanson, I think, has nine straight scoreless outings, and, and I believe it's 14 out of 15. Uh, the only uh, the only one in there where he gave up runs was the game he, he, that he he blew the save against the A's, and that was a month ago. So I mean, he's gone over a month where he's only had one outing, given up any runs. So he's you know I, I've expressed some doubts about him, but he he's been tremendous lately uh, as well. And and as you've said, Stammen has been great most of the season. Um, I do want to mention, I thought Paddock who. who and, and we both said this as we were sitting together on Sunday, Paddock can be one of the most unlucky pitchers on the, on the staff. 
And I thought he was unlucky in the first inning on Sunday. Yeah. But we should mention that he really pitched well after that, and he held it together. Um, I think Caratini and Machado went out to the had a quick little visit with him. You know, who, who knows what was said uh, at that point? But they they went out and and I'm sure just sort of calmed him down, and and he was great for the next five innings. Uh, I mean, the only hit he gave up in that span was the the fly ball that Tatis lost in the sun. And um, so I think, you know, he deserves a lot of credit for that outing. That was a good offense that he faced. And, and yeah, it, it didn't end the way that anyone wanted. But uh, I, I thought for him to hold it together after the first inning, it was very much like Musgrove, his his mentor, uh, had done, and, and Musgrove's done it before, but did it the, the previous night where he was in trouble. First couple innings, gave up a couple runs but held it together and, and got the Padres through a stretch where then they could add on later in the game. That's the kind of stuff, you know, that this team needs to see more of. Down you get stretch. that You get that from Chris Paddock, and especially when he didn't have his best stuff. His fastball mm-hmm. wasn't jumping. His fastball wasn't as fast as it's been. Uh, and he figured out a way to uh, keep the Astros in the yard until the end. Now, they did have some hard hits. I'm not going to say he was was lucky because that happens if you're playing, if your coaches and your defense are, are on point, then you're, you're going to be in the right place. And you're going to have some guys. That's why you part of why you pay Manny Machado what you pay him. He, he made some really good plays. Jake mm-hmm. Cronenworth made a really nice play. Um, and Tommy Pham made some uh, nice plays in left field. So he was fortunate or, you know, he had a good defense behind him. But that was a really good outing by Chris Paddock, I thought. And then who knows, because he'd been on the IL or whatever, but suddenly just didn't have it in the seventh inning. Uh, I don't yeah. know that you that anyone can be blamed for that. Um, obviously, Chris Paddock, um, sort of, but not Jace Tingler. I mean, this guy had thrown 59 pitches after yeah. six innings. That's absolutely incredible. Uh, that's fewer than 10 pitches an inning for people that, like me, are math challenged. But I'm going to just show off a little bit there, and I've, I've done the math. That is absolutely incredible. So you're right. That, that was great. And if uh, he can be that, then – Hey, good, good for them uh, going down the stretch because that is kind of where I was getting at is like there's a lot of positive signs and then there's a lot of the same old, I don't know, I guess we'll just watch them. Who has the best deals in the auto game? It's got to be Jack Powell, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, the auto all-stars. Right now, lease a new 2021 Ram 1500 Warlock Edition. Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo or Jeep Renegade Latitude for only $198 a month or 0% APR and no payments for 90 days. Head to Jack Powell, Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram, and Escondido, San Diego, where we make shopping easy. Find these deals during the Make This the Summer event today. Bryce Miller's calling really quick, Jed. Uh, listen, about Fernando in, in right field. Um, yes. Maybe I shouldn't have brought this up because it's a 10-minute topic, but, but, but Jay, it's like... You know, people want him to move to shortstop, and and I want him to move to shortstop, and he wants to move to shortstop. And, yes, he's more lively there. But do you want him to go to shortstop and dive and and hurt his shoulder? He's going to play shortstop, I think, on this trip. Dodger Stadium's a tough place to play the outfield. San Francisco's a tough place to play the outfield. I think he'll play shortstop a little bit. But – what if he gets hurt? I, I honestly think that that was, that was a very interesting column. It was interesting stuff from uh, 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 Wayne Kirby in there. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing for us to think about. I don't think this is a long-term thing. I think he'll be back at shortstop next year. Uh, but I just didn't want us to go a whole podcast without mentioning it. So No, I I, I think it's it's good. It was a good topic. I think that, you know, we, we, we joked for a long time when we worked together about you can never write too much about the quarterback. Uh, when you're covering the NFL, you can never write too much about Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. when you're 
covering the Padres. I mean, he is the face of the team, and 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 I think people are always interested in what's going on with him and have thoughts about it. And so it was good to get said Wayne Kirby's thoughts on it and and Bryce. And so that was uh, uh, that was good. And uh, you know, uh, if he plays shortstop this week, I, I I'm sure I'm not going to be the only one sort of holding my breath a little bit every time the ball is hit there because you know he stayed away. Uh, from injuries in the outfield. And and let's be honest, he stayed away from injuries at shortstop uh, yes. as well. I mean, the last injury, the last uh, subluxation was on the base path. So yes. it could happen. It could happen anywhere, but obviously the risk is less in the outfield. And if he moves to the infield now, especially after not being there for a few weeks and, and then something happens, then I'm sure there'll be, you know, there'll be anger and, and criticism there. And, and if he stays in the outfield, there'll be anger and criticism. And, and that's, that's how everything works. I mean, uh, you know, if, if this team doesn't make the playoffs, there'll be a lot of anger and a lot of criticism and, and a good, very good chunk of it will be deserved. So, uh, but we've still got 25 games to go before then, starting tonight with the usual 7-10 time against the Angels. Tomorrow at 5-10, and then we will be on to preview the Dodger series. We can't wait to preview the Dodger series, so we're going to do it on Thursday instead of waiting until Friday. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody.